Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Eating Salads. It's me again, Austin Crosby. I'm just trying to figure out what light switch goes to what light. We just finished up our Thanksgiving meal. Um, Grandma and Casey's mom came over, and Casey had made a delicious Thanksgiving pie with all of the ingredients of Thanksgiving, but uh, in pie form. That was chill and also an apple pie, and we had a Brussels sprout salad Casey's mom brought. So, yeah, it was chill enough, I guess. Man, I, in preparation today, you know, you do a little bit of cleaning, but I'm gonna have to say, I mean, it's like 7.30, and of course it was a small thing, it wasn't a uh, big party or anything, but we're pretty much done cleaning up. I had pre-cleaned, we'd pre-prepped, I ran the dishwasher and unloaded the dishwasher before anyone even came. So we had an empty and open dishwasher, basically. And uh, super efficient, let's put it that way, right? We're like, we're totally cleaned up. It's just how I like it. Um, I also had gone, of course, the Roomba ran. I know you guys love hearing that. I had a bunch of wood and cardboard in the Subaru, and I think the last time that we drove the Subaru, well, I take that, okay, so we actually had an impromptu drive in the Subaru before Halloween, I remember that, because we went to a uh, bonfire, and I had all this wood and cardboard in the Subaru at that time. And then there was a bunch of drunk people, a bunch of drunk adults, let's call them, who needed a ride home. And they asked, you know, oh, you're going that way? And I was like, yeah, sure. We just have a lot of wood in the car, you know. And they got real flustered when we came back and I had to, like, move it all into the trunk, basically, and put the seats up. But it fit really well. And they all got in the car and we did our whole thing and it worked out well. But since then, we haven't touched, I mean, we haven't moved the Subaru in like, it's not been two months, you know, but really it was two months except for that one little drive in the middle of October. And um, I don't know, I took it upon myself to go to the recycling center, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I had spent 30 minutes, 20, 30 minutes with a hammer pulling all of the nails out of the wood and thinking, oh, you know, I can recycle the wood at the recycling center too. And then I got there, recycled all the cardboard, got complimented on my Gremlins t-shirt. And then um, I was going to, I was like, yo, I'm, it's a paid thing to get rid of the wood, weirdly enough. And then I pull up and he's like, nope, we don't take that kind of wood. And I was like, okay, cool. So... Came back home and I filled our trash can full of wood and everything that stuck out so it wouldn't close, I took a reciprocating saw and I sawed it down and stuffed it in. So we have like basically the world's heaviest trash can. Like it would only be heavier if it was full of water, I feel like, right? Um, and that was a thing I did today. That was cool. Other news, other news. Yes, no, I've been... Digging the Twitter stuff, I've been aggressively trolling people um, online now. I feel like I am uh, 
what's the word, empowered by Elon Musk to uh, troll people. So, like, there's a gun YouTuber called Garand Thumb, and he, I don't, I didn't follow him on Twitter, I do now, but he tweeted something along the lines of, older firearms are much more aesthetic. Aesthetic. And, um, I think the the most maybe precise the way you could describe me maybe and I know this sounds pretentious and we'll get into this we'll unpack it here in a minute is an aesthetic philosopher. I think that I most am fascinated with the uh, philosophy of how things should look, what that evokes, etc. Well I responded to Grand's thumb, Grand Thumb, saying that old guns are more aesthetic. And I was like, yeah, maybe if your aesthetic is alcoholic grandfather, abusive grandfather, I think I even said. That's just an example. Another example, um, someone then, I saw a tweet that was a photo of a, uh, a Glock with a fully auto sear strapped to the back of it. And they were like, what does this do? And I was like, oh, it makes it safe for you to fire it into your mouth. That kind of thing. Someone, I saw someone commented on, this is on YouTube, on a review of the Ford F-150 Lightning. This boomer was like, what about a, quote, EMP? Crying face emoji. LOL. I'll stick with my gas truck. And I, and I responded in all caps, eat my pussy? Question mark. We'll see if he ever responds to me. So it's just those little things, right? I'm not threatening anybody. I'm not doxing anybody. But um, I'm teasing people. I'm using their own kind of language back at them. I think that's allowed. I think that's allowed. Especially with it's these cruddy boomers that should crawl back into the hole they came from, man. I'm sick and tired of them. Um, I watched a thing. There is this guy... That is a little cringe, but I appreciate his takes. He's a YouTuber. I think it's he goes by. I don't. I'm not subscribed to him, but he's he comes up in my recommended every once in a while. I think his name is What Is If That or something along those lines. And he's a Quaker, so that's kind of bizarre. And he's a self-prescribed conservative which I think is, um, is terribly cringe, right? And so sometimes I'll comment, like, you know, it's, that's cringe, dude. Don't say that about yourself. You're an intelligent enough person. You should figure out that you're not conservative and stop saying that. Um, he uploaded a video today. That actually, I shared it with Casey, that it was like how boomers have ruined maybe the world or whatever, you know, the country probably more like. And um, the reason I bring it up, I think it had to do with the aesthetic comment that I made earlier. At one point, he said that there was this concept with baby boomers that they were anti-intellectual. That it is seen as arrogant and um, maybe condescending. To view to deal with abstractions or intellectual thought, 
and that boomers resent that and they do not like intellectualism. And that as a result, there really are no boomer intellectuals. And he went on to describe like many presidents we've had have been boomers, right? Like um, the last many. And he said that Donald Trump is the most boomer of all boomers. He is the epitome of boomer. And I, I agree, right? His arrogance, his anti-intellectualism, the spoiled babiness of it all. One thing that he did also say is that, um, you know, there's this irony of boomers. They thought history started with them and that they were so progressive and that everything that came before them was conservative. Case in point, sex, drugs, and rock and roll. That they were this very loose um, generation of people who, because of birth control, had free love, etc. And they created this idea that it's embarrassing to leave high school a virgin, for example. They created high school culture of this like drinking and partying, etc. And um, now, though, they are seen as conservative, and they've they've morphed into this conservative beast who um, don't like the progressive youth of today and how ironic that was because that was the situation that they were in and they uh, didn't, didn't stick with it, did they? And I think that's interesting. And I guess I'm saying the anti-intellectualism is what I'm getting at right here and now because I feel that, man. I feel that. Um, there's been something I've been... Um, Chewing on the last few days. I don't never mind. I don't want to say it. I don't want to say it on the podcast, man. I've never said it out loud. I've never told anybody. It's a secret that I have that I know. I'm never gonna I'm gonna only tell strangers. You know what I mean? Anyway, thank you very much. Come again tomorrow. <laughs>